Welcome to the Bring the Wood Podcast. It's your boy RK Rockin' Wit. JD. <laughs> so there's lots of stuff going on. Um, the Super Bowl is about to happen, and we'll jump into that. We're going to talk about the New Orleans Saints running back room for 2021 and, uh, you know, just some random Saints rumors that are flying around. You never know what what's the truth and what's uh, fiction right now, but I'm sure we can dive into it and provide some perspective as to what's going on. But, uh, yeah, man, let's get right into it. We we got the 2021 season coming up for us, right? Mm-hmm. Sadly, we, it's not uh, 2020 season still, but yes, 2021 coming up. Our roster, it's it's pretty much intact. I don't feel like we're going to lose a lot of bodies, um, but Drew Brees is going to retire. That's the inevitable truth. It's happening, you know. And like the everybody, I think I think seventy five percent of Saints fans have come to grips with it. There's that you know twenty five percent that are still like he could still lead us because they just believe in two thousand and eleven. Um, but that was ten that was ten years ago, and you know Drew's body Drew's body has has shown the world he's not capable um, to play at an elite level. Like I bet you Drew could play another three years. I don't. I don't. I don't find that to be a a, a falsehood. I think that's a real thing. But could okay, he? So play- let, let's take let's take that for a second and think. So if you play for three more years, this year coming up, is he a top sixteen quarterback? No, that's the problem. So that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, he. No, no, I'm, just, I'm, be- I'm gonna go a bit. Fur- I'm gonna go a bit further with it. So so year like let's say this year he would be. I think he'd be top sixteen still. I think he's sixty. I think he's. I think. I think he's. I think he's bordering the line with guys like Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins. I think his effect. His effectiveness is there. And then in two years, would he be top twenty-four still? Um, it depends what his body does. Like, like, would he? Would he? Would he drop eight spots each year until three years from now? Potentially. Yeah. Right. Uh, potentially, and but like the thing is, we we saw one of the greatest quarterbacks, in my opinion. I think the second best quarterback of all time, Peyton Manning. We saw him fall off a cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Like like he fell off a cliff, and unfortunately, it was injuries, right? Like his yeah. neck, his neck, and, and Drew's starting to get those injuries. Like Drew's missed nine games in two years. A guy that never missed at all to all of a sudden miss nine games in two years. So. It's not. It's not an issue of if Drew has the ability or talents or all those other you know intangibles that you want to you know attribute to someone's success. But I, I really feel like, unfortunate for him, he's just not healthy enough anymore. He's he's too old. His body is too broken down. He was an undersized quarterback to start with, an undersized mm-hmm. quarterback that had a severe throwing shoulder injury. You know what I mean? So, and that was early in his career. So the fact that he got to where he got to, mm-hmm. like, like you just got to put your hands together and give the guys roses. Like, you know what I mean? He's earned it. So uh, Drew is going to retire. Um, Jameis is a free agent. And Taysom's under contract. Now, I have kind of just came to, like, the foregone conclusion that Taysom Hill's not going to be the starting quarterback for New Orleans after his audition this year. And I've mm-hmm. come to And I've come to terms with the fact that Sean Payton really wants Jameis and I think has a handshake deal in place with Jameis. Now, all of that being said, a monkey wrench gets thrown in because all of the rumors that start flying about quarterbacks that are available. And sometimes these decisions are financial and sometimes these decisions are made based on 
you know, team fit, chemistry, and all those other those other things in the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Sam Darnold just became available for a late round pick, a late first round pick, which we hold this year, um, by the New York Jets, and then Derek Carr is being shopped by the Raiders. So, do we want, you know, a middle aged Derek Carr, who's had moments but also had awful moments? Or do we want an unproven, you know, young guy who's been beaten up in an awful system in mm-hmm. Sam Darnold? Or do we want the guy that sat and listened and learned for free, apprenticed essentially, to get better under Sean Payton and Drew Brees this year in New Orleans and Jameis, who's also a first round pedigree pick? Like yeah. where wh- where do you where do you lean with with the options that are available? And trust me. There's more options, but I'm saying, where do you lean in the fact of who do you want to be the signal caller in 2021 for the Saints? If I was, if I was to rank those three that you just mentioned, I'm ranking Jameis at, at one, Derek Carr at two, but it's a 2A, 2B situation with Sam Darnold because the potential of Sam Darnold is not yet been seen. We haven't seen anything he can do yet at all. He's He's been drafted. It's been a wasteland for him. He's been injured. He's been seeing ghosts. It's been so many things happening <laughs> to him over in New York that we don't know exactly what this guy can do at the at the NFL level. At USC, uh, he he looked really good. Like, and and so did other guys coming out of that school too. And they they didn't kind of you know end up being as good as advertised coming into the NFL. Um, I, I guess. Is is Matt Leinart considered a decent quarterback? But no, like no, right? And and, San, and who else came from USC? There's another guy, Sanchez. Name. Yeah, Mark Sanchez. Like, so obviously that the USC drafted quarterbacks don't pan out thus far. But Sam Darnold, I think, in college looked better than Sanchez and Matt Leinart because, of course, he had Reggie Bush with him at that point. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, Sam Darnold, he's got he's got the big arm. Got the quarterback look. He's still young and he's done nothing yet. And I feel like if he's going to go to anywhere that can kind of like, you know, unleash that potential, Sean Payton would be the guy to do it for him. However, he's the two B behind the two A, which is Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is you know less enticing for a Saints fan coming after Drew Brees, whereas Jameis Winston, like you mentioned, um, has learned for a year. He talked about how he's going to work on or, or being a, a appreciative of, of consistency as opposed to like big play production, which he learned um, gets you 30 picks in the NFL. And I think that w- with the with the coaching, the finesse of Drew Brees and like the, you know, the energy of Taysom Hill in that quarterback room, um, I feel like he kind of probably, you know, took from those things. And, and let, let's be Real. By the time you turn 26, you start to mature. Um, you know, for, for, for us guys, you know, they say, you know, 20, 24 is when our, our brain fully forms. So so maybe Jameis, you know, in his 25th year, his, his brain fully formed and he threw 30 picks. 26th year, he's uh, he's sitting behind Drew, and now this year he's ready to rock and roll. So who I, I feel like Jameis Winston's our guy. I feel like <clears throat> as, as long as, you know, teams who are hungry for quarterbacks for now, you know, I know, you, like Indianapolis, obviously with with Rivers retiring. That's my um, only fear. That's the that's the only thing yeah. that scares me. That's the only one. And 
And there's also another team I read about too that might be looking at Jameis. Chicago. Well. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, but he's not so going. To, he's those... not going. To, he's not going to Chicago. There's no way. There's no. no... He's, not a cold, he's not a cold weather dude. Mm-mm. No. And, and I, I, good. I feel like I feel like James Winston appreciated his time that he had with us, and and he knows what Sean can dial up for him with with an arm that that can you know produce you know big time throws, but also um, the coaching to create the mind. To, to not always have those throws be your only, you know, weapon in, in your repertoire. So hopefully, he makes a wise decision. Hopefully, we can get him for a good number. Well, that's uh, the problem. That's that's the yeah. that's the problem right there, right? So if Indy throws three years, seventy five million at Jameis, there's no way that if over half that contract is guaranteed, there's no way we can match it. Do you know what I mean? There's no way that Sean would match it. Because because the bulk of Taysom's contract comes this year, and they're gonna restructure Ta- they're gonna restructure Taysom. They're gonna restructure about eleven guys. Like listening to Ross Jackson talk about it, and and Nick Underhill's article, they're gonna restructure about eleven guys. After all said and done, and maybe more, and we're gonna say goodbye to a couple of veteran guys. Like I have a I have a stupid feeling in my stomach that we're gonna say goodbye to a player that I really like. You know what I mean? Unless he restructures his contract and takes a lot less money in Janoris mm-hmm. Jenkins. You know what I mean? So, like, the, there's going to be a lot of difference. There's going to be a lot of different things happening with the finances of it. And I don't want to get too caught up in that because I don't fully understand it. I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of I don't think a lot of people do. And I think a lot of people speak loosely about, you know, the finance aspect of it and that you don't really know. You know, what did I say to you before? I said every year we get all worked up with the salary cap. And every year what happens, we're fine. You know what I mean? Like the accounting tricks and the ability for these guys to do their job. Just have like trust in the process of what these guys do yearly because it works. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, if I gave you a list of quarterbacks, just tell me if you'd be sick if this was the starting quarterback or if you'd be okay with it um, going into 2021, okay? Mm-hmm. Taysom, Taysom Hill. I'd be okay with it. I'd be, be happy, I'd be excited. Okay. I'd be I'd be excited. I would. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a, I'm a like I'd be excited to see what happens. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I'd be sick. Jacoby Brissett. Ooh. I would be pleasantly surprised with. Oh, that that's that's an enticing one. Like I feel like that's not terrible, but I wouldn't be like. Rocking the jersey in the year one. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Man. <laughs> He's done so much damage to us um, <laughs> in, in Tampa Bay uniform. Uh, God, like, he just he just produces, man. He, he might be fun. He'd be, he'd be fun. Be exciting. Robert Griffin. No, thank you. So uh, what I'm what I'm trying to get to the point is we have to get off this. the 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 reason why I asked the question wasn't so much about like us speculating who's going to be the quarterback because we don't know. You know what I mean? If we had to take a guess, if I had to put all my money on it, I I would put all my money and ride those chips on Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? And then I yeah. would just I would just watch the waiver wire and make sure that he doesn't or the con- contracts that are out there and make sure that he doesn't get a big one and I'd feel good about where my money was lying. Um, the reason why I asked the question is because 
we have to get off this narrative and this this thought process as Saints fans of feeling like it's Super Bowl or bust. It applies so much pressure. Like we're gonna do it. We're gonna do an episode, and you and I laughed about this. My wife is a, a marriage and family therapist, and we're gonna we're gonna rekindle and repair the relationship between the fan and the Saints. <laughs> we have to. No, I'm serious. But I'm serious because we put we put so much high. Um, we put so much weight and so much high energy on Super Bowl or bust, right? That we've taken the fun out of being a Saints fan away. There can't be a lot of 2011s. There can't be 2009s, you know what I mean? Where we get to dump truck people religiously and that's the way. That's not how football works. In the history of the NFL, there might be 20 teams that, that have done that. You know what I mean? In the entire history. I remember the Patriots did it one year. We did it twice. You know what I mean? Like there, there's not a lot of teams that go out there and beat teams like the way that we did. So that's not the norm. So you know what's normal? Get Getting excited to watch your team battle against another team and then hoping that you come out on top. Our expectations of winning, especially in the regular season, have become such that we, 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 we don't get excited anymore for regular season wins. You know what I mean? As a fan base. Like we get happy. Don't get me wrong. But tell me how many times you've been running and screaming in your house and being like, I can't believe we won this game. And you're so happy for the regular season win. That's not a thing anymore. And like people would say, well, we're expected to be champions. Great. There's only one champion every year. And in the last 30 years, guess how many champions there's been? How many different cities have hoisted Lombardi? The answer is nine in 30 years. You know what I mean? So that, that tells you that your opportunity to hoist it's going to be pretty low. So if that's the case... We have to get to the point where we get to enjoy watching the team that we love play games and hopefully they win. And if they win, we cheer for them. You know what I'm saying? So I asked this question about his quarterbacks because I was like, you know what? It'd be fun to watch Fitzpatrick as a quarterback in the Saints. Yep. He's, he's a fun quarterback to watch. It'd be fun to watch the, you know, the resurgence of Mitchell Trubisky as a Saint. It'd be fun to watch that with Sean Payton and him. It'd be fun to watch Jameis 30 for 30 go from 30 to 30 to 42 and 10. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to watch Taysom Hill maybe come Steve Young. You know what I mean? Maybe become that guy. It'd be fun to watch Jacoby Brissett finally get his shot. All these all these different storylines that I'm giving you for a quarterback, a quarterback to be the Saints quarterback is that's the fun part of, of being a fan. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like when you watch kids that that they pay to play, you know that whole concept where kids pay to play and they don't play the game anymore because they love, they play because their parents pay for it. Yeah. It takes the love out of the game. You don't see a kid with that like that jubilation and that joy and that that internal intrinsic motivation. You know, it's it's all extrinsic things that get them going and that's not love. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's duty and obligation versus love. And I think that we have to get back to the point of uh, of love for the team again, you know what I mean? I know it sounds kind of corny, but I'm being no, real. No, I'm with it. I'm, I'm no, I, I totally understand that that mentality and the mindset. And, and, and I, yeah. I, th- I think I think the fact that, you know, we, we, we came out gangbusters year one with this new, you know, uh, leadership in the building in 06, going to the NFC Championship game, and then, you know, getting to the Super Bowl, you know, three years later and winning it, in our first ever attempt, and then, you know, being being one, essentially Marshawn Lynch run plus other you know factors away, or one Vernon Davis catch away from going again, 
um, because the path was clear if we won those games to get there. Um, and then, you know, going through the seven and nines, like we had, the, we had the taste of like what a dynasty looked like. We mm-hmm. lost it for three, we lost it for three years. We got it back in, in 17, kind of like surprisingly at that point, because of the draft class being so strong. And then that year, the miracle like made us feel like, you know what? A miracle kept us from going because we would have been feeling that year. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and then the next year, the no call. And then the next year, like, so like, the, the the roller coaster that we've been on where like we've ascended so fast we declined you know after a, a wonderful ascension and then we we ascended again like we, we feel like the ascension to the top is easy because we had the first four years of this this leadership happening and and i feel like the past four years when it were you know the ascension or the climb back up to the top again it, it happened but we yielded no results like we did in the past. Mm. Like there's like the, like the, I'm, I'm not going to say PTSD, like that, <laughs> but like there's, there's the ex- experiential fan in us that we, we've experienced a quick uptick. We experienced a, pr- a pretty big lull. And then now we had a big uptick with no results. Like, so that uptick, we're still waiting for that result. And I feel like those first four years gave us justification to feel this way the past four years but now with the fact that you know drew's gone it's a new era it's this whole thing now we have to come back into like the the the, the smooth part of the roller coaster now like we have to we have to find the next uptick again and, and when that comes then we can start to get optimistic about that so i, I feel like you're right we 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 started out this you know this year thinking okay we were so close we're so close we're so close with this you know, this push off with this no call with this miracle away. And then, you know, it kind of unraveled in our, in our own home. Um, and, and that, that in the last game of, you know, our, our legends career. And that's, that's the painful part. So now we have to find that next wave. And I think, I think that Jameis Winston is going to be the guy that kind of like guides us there. And if he does, Although, that'd, be so, that'd be so, that'd be so exciting. A hundred percent. Yeah, like, um, like I go back to this, right? I give you an analogy because you you made me think of something while you were talking, Justin. It's that we started two thousand nine, right? That's like the that's like the honeymoon, you know, for your wedding. You know what I mean? Like you're excited. Yep. It's the honeymoon, and you get all pumped up, and you're like, "Yeah, this is amazing. We love this. This life is great. It's never it's never gonna get bad," you know. And then mm-hmm. two thousand ten, two thousand eleven hit, and and you're like. Oh, we've had some rough, we've had a rough spell, you know, but we're going to be okay. We're going to get back to that feeling from 2009. Don't worry. And then 2012 and 2013 happened and you're like, okay, there's still hope. And then you go through, and then you go through all the seven and nine seasons and you're like, you know, this marriage might, this marriage might break up. We might have to get a divorce. You know, that this isn't, this isn't working out. And then you get a glimmer of hope again in 2017 with that draft class. And it, and it sparks life into your system and then you, you have this hope again and you didn't you didn't expect to get to the Super Bowl. You didn't expect to get back to 2009 happiness in your marriage and it was so close and then it was ripped away and you're like, nope, but I, I saw I saw progress. I saw hope. So you come back for 2018 and then it's taken away from you and it's not your fault. 
You know what I mean? So something, mm-hmm. something, a natural disaster or something happening, you know, it just, it's just a problem there. So you, you get stuck in that spot where you're like, there's hope, there's hope. And we kept on living on to this, this line of hope. But that marriage with Drew Brees is over. You know, the championship, the championship dream that we had is gone. And so now when you talk about bringing Jamison and going to Jamison and having this new system, it is a new chapter. Chapter two for Sean. What does that look like with Sean now? you know, guiding Jameis as he goes along, it, it looks like you have a quarterback who's looking for redemption. It looks like you have a team that seems to really like that quarterback. It looks like you have a wide receiver that has something to prove coming off of an injury riddle 2020. It looks like you have a run, running back in Alvin Kamara who's coming to his own. It looks like you have a couple of guys on the offensive line that'll be switching positions, you know, and look look more true to who they are as players because Ruiz is going to be a better center than he is going to be a guard. That's just the way it is. As a right guard, Ruiz just wasn't great. You know what I mean? And now that we get mm-hmm. to put McCoy over at right guard and put Ruiz at center, you get guys to be who they are going to be in Chapter 2 of Sean Payton's book here as a Saints coach. You know, so if if Jameis is going to be the quarterback to lead, you know, this new era for Sean Payton, mm-hmm. I'm excited to mm-hmm. see what that looks like. If it's not Jameis and it's Taysom, I'm excited to see what that looks like because – I'm going back to the whole concept of I want to love watching football again. I don't want to stress. It's like gamblers, right? People that gamble big money on football, they don't get to really enjoy watching the football games. They're worrying about score and like their team wins, but they only win by four and those the hat the line was four and a half, so they're not actually really happy. All that kind of junk. I don't want to get involved in that in those kind of feelings and those sentiments. I'm going back to just lo- like loving the game and loving watching my team play. So yeah. Um, we we talked forever on that. You, you, know, you, know, you know what I want? Here, here's what I want. I want... No, wait, hold the, on a second. Hold here. on a second. You tell me what you want. I'm interested to hear what you want. No, really. You got to tell me. What do you want to tell me? What do you want to say? <laughs> I, I want to experience the Saints game the way that my kids do. Yes. They don't know. They don't know nothing about yes, nothing. Yes. All, all they know is that daddy gets excited when good things happen. <laughs> and daddy gets mad when bad things happen. And there's no in between. Except for the commentary on the commentators who say stupid <laughs> things. Or or the play call that happens that I don't agree with or something. And it's just that. And it's all it's pure organic football fandom. And my Can daughter's... You- can you name two? Can, can you name? Can you name two games where you were like your kids this year? Can you think of it? Two games where you uh, felt like your kids. Oh, uh, Christmas Day, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say another one was the first week when we uh, played the Bucks and and came out and and just kind of quieted the the fans or stands or you want to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and picked off Tom Brady and just. The season started out proper. Let's just put mm-hmm. it that way. Mm-hmm. So those those two games, I was just an absolute fan, mm-hmm. and I was I wasn't so you know angry or or you know worried or panicked. Like I just watched football and I enjoyed every single minute of it. Um, those two games stick out for sure. Yeah, like that that stretch of week fifteen to week seventeen for me was like that this year. Like the Kansas City mm-hmm. game, the Minnesota game, the Carolina game, I, I got mm-hmm. to sit back and watch football, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. And you know what? I'm so happy that that's the way that that went for me because that was the last stretch of Drew Brees playing good football. 
mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that was pretty cool to, to, to witness that way. So, um, yeah. let, let's, let's jump in here really quick. Um, the running back room for next year, it's, it's no secret. Alvin Kamara is going to be our number one guy. You know what I mean? And I hope that we re-sign Burton as our fullback. And Latavius Murray has one more year on his contract or two more years. I think he has uh, he has one or two years left, but he's he's yeah, here. He's he's a, he's under contract. So yeah. we have Dwayne Washington, special teams guy, Ty Montgomery, potential special teams guy, and then an addition of a running back. Do you have a running back in mind that you'd want to add to that list of guys so we carry four? Um, just looking looking at the UFAs coming up, like. There's there's names on the board that are enticing, but the age that goes along with them kind of brings it down, diminishes it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, um, who, like who are you thinking? Like I, like I, some of these guys are surprising that their age is already at that number. Because of fantasy football, you know you've been dropping these guys or, or they've been on your bench for so long that you feel like you know they're still only that age or. Some guys have only been around for a while, and like, oh, they're that age already. Um, but like a guy, and, and and it's it's you know the, the NFC South connection. But like a guy like Brian Hill would be would be cheap to bring in, but mm-hmm. kind of productive, you know. Like you get not, beat nothing. Up. You get yeah. beat up by Mike Thomas, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but like he's still twenty six. He's got you know young, fresh legs, and in Kenny? spot duty, he's looked Where? okay. What about Ken and Drake? Yeah, Ken, I was looking at him too. Ken and Drake, like, I don't know what he would demand on the market, though. Um, Nothing. But he might, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he was kind of a, a bust, um, fantasy-wise, anyway. But uh, a guy like Matt Breda yeah. might be okay. He's, he's a pass catcher. Um, you know, James White's only 29. Like, 29 is not young, but it's only 29. And he's kind of like, he fits the mold, which Sean Payton... He's also, cha- find, he's, right? also cha- he's also a champion. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's the mentality you want to have. And and uh and I know going back to NFC South, but like Tevin Coleman. Um yeah. Yeah. injuries maybe a concern there with him, but uh but man, in the right system again, like he might be okay. And then of course the the guy who, who quietly kind of just slipped out of, you know, out of the bank, Mark Ingram, man. Like Last year, I owned him in fantasy, and he he was a starter for me for most of the season. Not not this past season, of course, but the one before. And then he had a he had a very quiet year, you know, this year because of you know J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. But like, there must be something left there in certain situations where he would still be like productive for Sean Payton. Mm. So here's the interesting thing. Remember, we just talked about loving sports and loving football. Yeah. If you gave me Mark Ingram back to the Saints, that is everything good in the world. Give me all of that in my veins. Mike Mark Mark Ingram back to the team that drafted him. You know what I mean? Back with his mm-hmm. back with his homeboy Alvin Kamara. Like just if you gave him back to the Saints, you don't think that he's going going out out there in his like in his modified role now. As the as the veteran as the veteran running back in that room, kind of just doing his thing, and and getting his chances as as a guy that's going to lift up that locker room, that would be just that. I've got nothing else to say. I, no. I out of all the guys that I'd want, you mentioned Matt Breda. 
I, I could be interested in Matt Breda because he's a lot of fun and I think he's really talented. He's often injured, so it's tough. Kenyon Drake, I think, in the right running scheme is, is a beast. And I think that if he doesn't command a lot of money, as running backs are not commanding a lot of money right now, I'd be down for. But give me give me mock. Give me mock. Give me some mock back. You know what I mean? Give me some mock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, so what would be... Okay, so here's one thing. One of the best video clips you'd ever see would be the, the sweet embrace of Mark Ingram walking in and seeing Alvin Kamara down the hallway. And you'd have to play like that. Reunited. And it feels like, so good. It would, it would have to happen. Like yeah. that song to that, that hallway embrace, like that would be, that would be marquee, you know, Twitter oh. TV. And right, I, know, like, I, I know some people would try and throw some salt on there and be like, well, Alvin Kamara would feel like it's his team now. And would Mark be okay? Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. Those guys are boys. And, and Mark knows Alvin's a boss now. It would be so cool to watch them, you know, reunite and, and be part of that running running back room again. So yeah. um, that would be awesome. Yeah, so there's not going to be much change to the running back room. I think Dwayne Washington stays. You know, I think he gets he gets to stay. I think Ty Montgomery might have played himself into a contract somewhere as a third guy, mm-hmm. you know, with his 100-yard game against Carolina at the end there. And, and and much deserved so. You know, he was out of the league, essentially. Nobody was giving him a shot, and he, he, proved, he proved that he's got some juice in those legs, so... Um, if if we can't sorry, sign sorry, him, just, just gonna talk one. I just picked up some stats here on Mark Ingram in, in 2019 in Baltimore. Hit me. Uh, f- 15 games, 15 starts. Oh, um, this is 2019, so it's, it's not that far removed. You know, oh, it's, a thousand just, it's, rushing, it's right there. It's right there. A thousand eighteen rushing yards, ten Hit touchdowns, him. five guys five guys per, per attempt. Hit him. Two forty seven on the receptions. Hit him. And five more touchdowns. This guy had 15 touchdowns less than a year and a half ago. <laughs> Come on. Hit him. Keep on hitting him. Don't stop. Let's go. 26 pop- catches. Hit him. 216.5 production Hit points. Him. Hit him. <laughs> two, two damn fumbles. That's okay. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. Bring him back. Bring him back. Come back and home, that's, Mark. And that's on 45% of the snaps. Oh, come back home, Mark. Come back home. No doubt. Come back Let's home. go. Come on the podcast first. Then come back home. <laughs> come back home. Come on the podcast. You know what? I'll take the no podcast if he comes back home. But if he comes yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm, I'm going to throw a quick DM. Hey, listen. Do your, thing. do your thing, man. They, they, these, guys, these guys are, unless you're a thirsty female, I don't think they're really hitting those DMs back too hard. So. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're a courtside carry, you're not getting no love nowadays, oh, right? Oh, God. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk about that for two seconds. Okay, so I'm not the biggest LeBron fan. You know that. This is this is a thing. I I like LeBron as a human being and as a philanthropist and as a, you know, a social activist. But as a basketball player, I find a lot of holes in what LeBron does. I'm, I'm not a fan of the style he plays. I think he defers too often. And I think he just jumps to, you know, Hall of Famer and Superstar, Hall of Famer, Superstar to get championship rings versus you know, building something and working towards um, making players around him better that weren't mm-hmm. that weren't already great. You know what I mean? So that's my that's my status on that. But all that being said, if that woman was talking to me like that, I might have went hot too, and just like I would I might have just taken the fine and been like, I'm LeBron James, you're screaming courtside, Karen, go home. 
put your mask on. Like, yeah. what, what is, what would ever give somebody that sense of entitlement that you think that you could show up because you spent your measly, you know, $1,400 for these tickets because you're rich and you can afford them. That no, you no, think... she's not rich. It's okay. not her. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Daddy, but... Daddy Carlos is rich. Okay, so Daddy Carlos, because Daddy Carlos, you know, bought you these tickets, you feel like you can take your mask off and scream obscenities in a very quiet arena at arguably one of the top five greatest players of all time that you don't like yeah. where do you get off like who are you that you felt that you're this is this is the problem justin this is my theory the world gives out way too many participation ribbons and that's the result everybody mm-hmm. grows up thinking that they're special i'm special my opinion matters my voice matters the most well then you see what happens and then you get kicked and, out of and, you get kicked out of the arena and embarrassed on national television and listen when you're 25 going on 46 <laughs> and you're married to a guy who's 60 trying to be 20 um that's what gets you where you are in that day in this day and age yeah that's not um, gonna that's not gonna age well is it she's not gonna, no that's not gonna no she's, she's not no gonna but, but yeah listen if <laughs> extrapolate if we extrapolate these numbers listen 25 is 46 that means that 30 is 75 right so there's hit extrapolation hit two, hit two and a half times something something hit him extrapolation purposes um but you gotta you gotta feel that daddy carlos you know he's benjamin button himself to believe that steroids bring him down but extrapolate. listen extrapolate he, he's deducting 2.5 times his age to be where he is to be a 2.5 times her age and it's a we, whole math equation I'm, I'm now good while hunting now. Everybody that was listening to our podcast, just press stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back to the football. That was fun. Um, okay, well, let's preview this this Kansas City-Tampa Bay game really quickly. Um, Kansas City's getting three. Or no, sorry, Tampa Bay's getting three. Kansas City's favored by three. Um, Kansas City's going to be down both tackles. Left tackle and right tackle both don't look like they're going to be playing in the game. Uh, Tampa Bay doesn't have any real injuries. I haven't heard much about Winfield. Have you heard about Winfield? Is he practicing? Is he playing? I think he's on track, I think. But have you heard of the Devin White Levante David? Yeah, bouncing. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that because that actually has. The, yeah, pause on that one. So the the Bucks are pretty healthy. They're at home, and there's going to be no left tackle or right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. You want to know something interesting? I'm still picking the Chiefs to win this by double digits. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the ability to stop Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. It doesn't matter what you do, and you get a healthy Clyde Edwards Elaire. And they're playing warm weather. I just don't see how in the only way I can see this game going in favor of Tampa Bay is if it is storming. If it is an absolute monsoon rainstorm and they're playing in the rain and you see a heavy dosage of Rojo and Leonard Fournette, that's the only way. That's the only possible way I can see this game going in the favor of Tampa Bay. Tom Brady might get embarrassed on national television in a Super Bowl. I'm really, I'm, I, I don't mean that in a hate speech and being like, oh, you sound like you're bitter because the Bucks beat the Saints. No, that has nothing to do with it. Tom Brady didn't look good against the Saints. Tom Brady didn't look good against the Green Bay Packers. 
So what makes you think Tom Brady Tom Brady's going to go out and play well against Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl? That Chiefs defense has turned it up the last six weeks. Can, so, can I give you a quick quick update? Yeah. Checking the weather. Man. On Sunday in Tampa Bay, 22 degrees is the high, 14 is the low. There's a thunderstorm projection. 70%, no way. Thunder, 70% thunderstorm. <laughs> in the morning, in the morning is the, is the highest chance of it. But it's rain all through the day. Wow. And the wind is 21 kilometers an hour, which is, oh, you know, equivalent to about that's 12 miles an hour, I guess. That's the, well, um, there's, there's a recipe. Hey, like, and, and that's the only day it's going to rain there in the next six days. Tom is blessed, eh? Is Tom, is Tom Jesus? I don't know. Is, is like, he, is... Is he angry, cursing mouth, bad personality, Jesus? He he's feeling way too good right now. Did you have you seen his, his interviews <laughs> oh, at God. all? Oh yeah, and, I I just and, I, I turn them off. I turn them off. I and, and in the locker room, he's like they're calling him old head Brady, and he's like he's just vibing to it. Yeah, he likes. He's well. Listen, you're that old, and you're doing what he's doing. Enjoy it, man. You don't get this. You don't yeah. get this. Mem- you don't get these memories again, right? This is no. This is all no. you got. So um, let's talk about that bounty. Anyways, so uh, sorry. What's your score? I got I got Kansas City thirty-seven to uh, twenty-one. Is what I got. And, and, the, and well, and what I assume proper conditions. I was going to go with about the same thing, but but man, I'm not, that, I'm not changing. Storm no, no, I'm not changing. I'm not changing. Tom Brady's not that blessed. He's not getting that lucky. So I'm staying where I'm at. No. Um, so let's talk yeah. about this. The Saints lose Sean Payton for a year, get deducted draft picks, yada 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 yada. For a bounty system that everybody runs in the NFL, but the, that's what we got done. What we got dinged for. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebackers come out and say that they have a bounty system in place for making "quote unquote" big plays. One of those mm-hmm. big plays was knocking the head off of Deontay Harris in the Saints Bucks game. They came out and said they have bounties. They pay each other a thousand dollars for who makes the biggest play. How is the NFL not investigating this, and how do we not know about the NFL investigating this on a very transparent level? Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm asking. I don't know the answer. Oh, and I, I don't have an answer either. Like, I, I, I mystify just, just like I mystify by the fact that we can get, you know, tagged a seventh round pick and find this amount of money for dancing with the mask off versus, you know, the Steelers TikTok Corvette Corvette dance and. Yet, um, we're still questioning why our picks haven't been, you know, you know, reallocated to us, um, and it's because we are who we are, and, and we've yeah. done what we've done, and we're in the eyes of the beholder, that person, beholder being, Mister Goodell in New York, who doesn't give a shit about black and gold, but yet black and yellow apparently is okay, hmm. um, and and now the Bucks in the South. Are, are now okay to pass with players admitting, not even like, you know, coaches, you know, um, identifying, taking the, the head off the snake, which is how, how they ascertained the idea of a bounty system happening. Um, and, and you know, Bobby McCray yelling on the sidelines, <laughs> you know, farms down, farms down. Hey, listen, I, I, that's forever my audio clip on my phone now, but... Um, <laughs> Or was that Hargrove? That was Hargrove. That was Hargrove. It was Hargrove, um, yeah. Yeah, but still, like, th- those boys, um, 
but yeah, no, it's just, it, it blows my mind that nowadays, like with all the, you know, audio recordings and video things that they have happening now that versus 10 years ago, they have more evidence of this happening, but less um, punishment. Yeah. And, and it's because, and here's why. This is exactly why, because the person who's quarterback in that team is the quarterback of that team. And they would never want to ruin the Golden Boys' reputation about, you know, being on a team that has this happen. Mm-hmm. It's just another divide in the wall between, you know, the Breeze and Brady, Brady and Brady and Brady and the NFL. Yeah. And, I think, right? I, like, I think we got to eat that one, though. I think as, as Breeze fans, like, just humbly and matter-of-factly, like, I love Drew, you love Drew. We'll, we'll never, ever take Drew off the, the top ten list you know, of all time. And like, mm-hmm. you, you can keep them there. You can argue top five if you want, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of people will listen to that argument, but they're going to point to the failures in the, in the postseason, And they're going to say mm-hmm. is, as much as winning and losing is not a quarterback stat. It is a significant, it's a signifier for your, your postseason success. And mm-hmm. I've done, I I'm writing an article. I told you it's been a long article that I've been writing. I, I put a lot of work into it where I've done a lot of research and, you know, is it is it the chicken or the egg argument with regards to the Saints' success? With is it Drew Brees or is it Sean Payton? And the more research I've done, and this is not a knock on Drew, I I have Drew as number six all time on my quarterback list. Like out of all the quarterbacks that have played this game, I think as a very objective way of putting him, I have met six. If I'm being subjective, I probably have met four. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I can mm-hmm. argue those two spots, but I'm saying, if I'm looking at this and just and I love Drew, I, that's why I prefaced it by saying that. It, I really think that a lot of the credit for the Saints' success actually falls on Sean Payton, not Drew Brees. And I'll say it this way: think about all of the slow starts that Drew has had as a professional in big games. Think about the Super Bowl. Drew couldn't get anything going. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's not a that's not an indictment on Drew. I'm just saying, Drew. It took Sean Payton to change the momentum that game with an onside kick. It took some mm-hmm. amazing plays and a defensive touchdown at the end of the game to ice it. Like a lot of things have to happen in order for you to be successful in a football game, and a lot of quarterbacks have the ability to to take that pressure off of themselves. You know what I mean? But by by playing really well early on or late or late in the game. You know, Tom Brady, he's been really good at the beginning of games, you know what I mean, early parts of the games this year, and then the defense carries him. Mm-hmm. He's actually done that for a big portion of his career and then made one or two big throws down down the stretch. But Drew has actually had, like, prolifically bad starts. You know, like, mm-hmm. they've been horrendous. And Sean Payton's done things to change the momentum and, and called play calls that were just wild that worked out, and it got Drew going. And Drew's kind of like a, a momentum guy, right? He's like a guy that gets warmed up, and then when he's going, he's he's humming, you know. So, um, I, I think Sean Payton's more to you know credit for a lot of the Saints' success from you know 2006 all the way up until 2020, and you see a lot of that in the fact that Drew got injured, and when Drew got injured, nothing changed. You know what I mean? We still won mm-hmm. football games, and like if all if our entire team doesn't show up in Philly this year flat as a plate. Well, cha- and you know, chances are we probably end up being undefeated with Drew being injured, right? If we're mm-hmm. being honest, we lose the game by three points. Like, like a lot of things, 
you have to look at that and just like kind of you know point to the fact that we have arguably one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game. The second longest tenured coach right now in the NFL, Sean Payton. It goes Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, Mike Tomlin. And what do you know about those three teams? They have continue they have continued success in the regular season and consistently make the playoffs. So I'm happy the fact that we have that guy at the helm for our team right now. But I think we have to be prepared for 2021 to look a lot like 2016. Why do I say that? Well, let me go through the games really quick for you, okay? We play the Raiders week one. We lose on a two-point convert at the end of the game. So we're 0-1. We lose by one point. We go play the New York Giants. We lose 13-16. to Three-point game. Then we play the Falcons <laughs> in New Orleans, and they beat us horrendously, 45-32. So we start the season 0-3. We could have easily been 2-1. Now, I'm not saying we're going to start 0-3 in 2021, but we might play close games where we need where we need to be on top of those games in order to have a good year. You know what I'm saying? And then we and then we play the Chargers. We beat them by one point. That's our first win of the season. We beat the Carolina Panthers, 41-38. We win by three points. Then we go and play at the Kansas City Chiefs, lose by six. Another one possession game. We beat the Seahawks, 25-20. We beat the Niners, 41-23. We're 4-4. Four four. It looks like the season's going to turn around after that 0-3 start. We lose at the Denver Broncos to the shoe game. Remember the shoe game? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I remember so, yelling, I remember yelling, Brandon Cooks, I love you. I would like to adopt you as my brother as he scored the touchdown. <laughs> I, I remember the exact moment. My kids are like, what is adopting, first of all? And what? why do you want him to be your brother? <laughs> um, so the Denver Broncos game. So now we go to four and five. Then we play at Carolina and we lose 23 to tw- or 20 to 23. So th- we go to four and six. The season's over now. You know what I mean? We win the next we win the next game at the Rams, 49-21, five and six gives hope, and then we lose to the Lions, twenty-eight thirteen, and that ends the season because we're five and seven. You know what I mean? And we end up finishing seven and nine, and we have another five point loss to the Bucks and another six point loss to the Falcons. In that year, we had six losses by less than seven points. And we had th- and we had three losses less than two points. So I'm saying the the margin for error is going to be very slim. That was the whole purpose of why I gave you that trip down memory lane. The margin of error is going to be very slim in 2021. It's going to look a lot like 2016. So I think Saints fans need to prepare for that and, and get your get your mind right. You know what I mean? Enjoy the games. Um, don't don't place so much emphasis on every move that the team makes. Just be excited for what they do make uh, for the for the moves that they do make. And make sure you tune in to Bring the Wood podcast because we're going to get you all that information and break down players and, you know, analyze what they're going to do for our team and have some fun with it. Yep. You, have any, you have anything to add? You have anything to add, my friend? Well, I'm just going to say one thing. That, that 2016 season, first of all, <laughs> when you look at our defense. <laughs> oh, it's bad. The, the secondary, you know, BW Webb, Sterling Moore. <laughs> like, we, we ain't talking Marshawn Lattimore and, you know, even PJ Williams at this point, we're we're talking other other guys, and Daniel Lasco is a guy who excites us, and <laughs> and that makes us want, you know, like like yeah. oh Lasco, man, this this guy, this guy, he can do things. Ken Crawley, Ken Crawley, Kasim Bali, who I still have love for, yeah, with, with the German connection, but like there's so yeah, Ken Crawley in his prime. <laughs> er- <laughs> Eric er- Eric Harris, <laughs> Eric Harris, this Brian you know, Dick Brian Dixon, remember Brian Dixon? He had a twin uh, brother. Yeah, 
He had a twin yeah, brother. Yeah. Played for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. Chris Banjo. Yeah. PJ Williams was on that team. Nate, Nate Stupar was their starting middle linebacker. <laughs> Man. Like, that's that's bringing it way back. Daryl Tapp. I, Roman Harper oh, yeah. was there, too. <laughs> and I feel like Daniel Ellerby didn't pan out. I feel like these guys that we have James, on, our, on our... Oh, sorry. Hey, James Jarvis Bird. James Laurinaitis was on that team. Remember we signed him yeah. and we thought he was going to be something? Oh, yeah. From St. Louis? He's going to yeah. be a monster. First. Yeah, yeah. We thought that was going to uh, be a real thing. Man, man. No, Stefan Anthony and... and Tra- uh, Travaris Cadet was going to be the next Reggie Bush. Yep, yep, yep. All these things. That and Jarvis Bird is a free safety. Yeah. Um, it Kobe, just feels Kobe, like... Kobe Fleener, tight end with the concussions. Oh, man. Like so, when you can, comparatively, you know that team versus what we have coming into this season, I hope we don't start out that way because we shouldn't. If Paul, we, if we, Paul Kruger. <laughs> oh, he, I was all hyped up about Paul Kruger. Like, man, uh, the Browns. This guy had a, had a career year, and yeah, our defense, a, our defense sucked. Yeah, it was horrid, horrid, oh, wow, that's and that's funny. an understatement. That's too um. Funny. Delvin Bro was on that team too. I know, I know, but oh, man. Uh, but man, like if we can just somehow figure out, you know, a way to just maintain for the first six weeks coming up, just maintain, go yeah. four and two, just go four and two, and by that point, Sean can figure things out to go, you know, eight and and four the next, no, sorry, eight and two, I guess the next ten games. Um, I I trust Sean enough to do that. And hey, listen, adding Chris Richard to our, Yo, our uh, big moves, big moves, huge, hit him, hit him. Like Sean, Sean, Sean Payton, all of a sudden goes on and gets, you know, arguably one of the better, oh, you know, it's just awesome. DB it's, coaches in the NFL. I heard that that's going to actually, it's going to make Marcus Williams uh, a prize candidate to stay now because he's a ball hawking safety and Richard Wanna. Of course. Him. So 100%. That that makes me excited because you know I was all over keeping Marcus Williams, and then he had his lull, and I was with like everybody else, being like, okay, I'm I'm okay if he goes now. But now that he played well at the end of the year, like he had a great year. He had yeah. a lull. He had a lull of four games that was bad, but he had a great year. At the eighteen and, games, eighteen games he played this year, he played fourteen really good ones. Yeah, and I, I saw John Segler shout out to him for for his tweet about like you know the the defensive, um, like I guess yardage. For, for for passing, um, it was kind of it's kind of like you know um, misconstrued until you realize that it's in numerical order. But like he he pointed out that you know the Seahawks when he was the you know the DC or the secondary coach or whatever he was for the Seattle Seahawks at that point, he was the DC at that point. Yeah. Um. He he pointed out that you know three of the best you know top four years for Saints and Seahawks in the past you know. Um, and Cowboys, I guess, because he was there for a bit too. The past nine seasons, um, I came underneath like Chris Richard as that as that coordinator. So obviously, you know, if he can coach your DBs up to the point where we're not we're not going to be you know the LOB because we don't have that the exact talent, but we we have guys who can play similar to the to the aspect of it. Um, if he can coach him up to a point where, listen, you guys can be the next. Legion of Boom. Well, um, yeah, maybe you, not so hard hitting, but but yeah. still you know, effective, right? Well, like, yeah, we we have some of those pieces. So I have a question for you, okay? 
Um, my question is this. So adding Chris Richard is is awesome, right? But there's mm-hmm. rumors, there's rumors that there was an interview today for Ryan Nielsen, Ryan Nielsen in Green Bay as a defensive coordinator. So he took the DC um, interview, and I'm not going to lie to you, the cast of uh, guys that he took that interview with, he's the cream of that crop. You know what I mean? That's that's not me with rose-colored glasses for my own guy. He's really mm-hmm. the best candidate out of those guys. So there's a fear that we might lose Ryan Nielsen. Do we bring back Mike Nolan and then just kind of have like kind of that Dallas connection coming back? Well, New Orleans, then Dallas. Dallas connection coming and, and back. Then- because if that's the case, there was the what's the linebacker's name in Dallas? The Jalen Smith. Yeah, so like I saw something about Jalen Smith is gonna be a free agent and that we could offer him money, cut Quan, you know what I mean, which I wouldn't know if I'd be okay with, but coming off of an Achilles, who knows? And like Quan's num Quan's number two is high, right? So Yeah, but they, they would have to eat two million. Anyways, like I'm not gonna get into the numbers of it because I I don't think I don't think it really matters if they if they want their guy, they're gonna get their guy, right? Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, the Ryan Nielsen thing, it, it's it seems like a foregone conclusion that even if he's not gone this year, he's going to be gone really soon. So the Saints mm-hmm. have to be thinking about replacing him in, in yeah. some in some form or fashion. And there's a lot of coaches that are out there. So I, I don't think that we're going to be wanting for success, but it's the right guy that could jive with Sean Payton and get the mm-hmm. most out of these guys because he seems to have gotten um, the most out of our defensive line out of anybody, you know what I mean? Because you think about our strength of our team, like teams couldn't run on us. That's a big credit yeah. to what Ryan Nielsen's been able to instill in his format of mm-hmm. way he runs his defense. So um, teams, you know, got sacked and got pressured quite a bit. The only downfall I would, ha- the only downfall I would have with this, the down part, is the fact that uh, Cam Jordan had a down year. You know, and I don't know if that's age or if that was misuse, but he had a really he had a down year. So. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how everything goes, but um, yeah, man, we got lots to talk about. There's gonna be so much to talk about. We're gonna pop so on here. This is our therapy. Uh, we're gonna do that therapy session with my wife. So, Saints fans, you know, bring the wood, Saints fans. Uh, you, you 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 stay tuned, and uh, and we'll hit you guys up with a link when that happens. You got anything for the people before we get out of here? Nothing, man. Just keep listening. Hopefully, you know, get get your friends to hear it out too, and, and get the who dads out there to, to listen as well. Because we need some we need some love. We're doing we're doing a pretty good job, and hopefully, you know, people can understand that. You know, we, we're just here just to talk. <laughs> it's not about you know getting paid. We're just here to have fun, and, and hopefully, let you have fun while you listen. So, and, and we're uh, big we're big at Ireland, man. Ireland and Germany. So, you know, hey. keep hey, listen. What are the I, I I can't do an Irish accent. Can you do an Irish accent? I'm not going to try myself, but I, I, I'm, I'm half German. I'm half German, and uh, I'm not going to say my other half because I know the Irish don't like it, but I'm half Scottish as well. So maybe <laughs> maybe Ross Sutherland will like that. But uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm I'm half uh, half and half, so I'm kind of on both both parts of the of the continent there. So and shout out my shout out my boy Jabu wins. You know what I mean? Up on 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 Twitter, man, that guy's awesome. A lot of people yeah. out there, yeah, a lot of people that, that give us love on there. We appreciate it. And you know, one day we might have one of those guys on as a guest. You know what I mean? Just, just pop them on, just pop them on for five minutes and pick their brain. Yep. All right, man. That's well, I'm gonna get you out of here. It's uh, it's a big hoot app for you. Stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, Saints fans, relax. Life is great. All right, man. Who that? Who that, buddy? All right, all right.